Getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. It's 9.20 with SFM 104 to 107. Feedback, we've got our guest in studio. It's a wonderful Emma Chen. She's a chef. She's the owner of Red Chamber. We're going to find out about another restaurant that she also runs or owns as well. But she is someone who, as I've said, is an icon in Johannesburg. Red Chamber has been around for 34 years. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, also... Emma is an author. She's a published author. She's written an extraordinary book about food and about China and about her own life as well. Emma, before we go into that in a moment, um, you, I was just saying earlier, I, I was kind of surprised about the spiciness of some of the food, which I thought was fabulous. And it wasn't something that I had thought about. Like if I think of Chinese food, I don't always think spicy. Yes, I can understand that. Because the original Chinese community in this country come from a certain province in China, Canton province, that time it was called. And their food is very, being on the, the southern border is sweeter, not as so much emphasis or the usage of garlic chili. Um, when I came here, most of the Chinese restaurant I was encountering then would, like I said, set, put a set menu, and then you will get your chicken street corn soup, which is Swedish. You get a sweet and sour prawns, Swedish. which is sweet. And you get a big bowl of egg fried rice. And you are right, yeah. there's nothing spicy there. Yeah. But it's naturally so. It was what they, their back, background gave them. Yeah. By the way, I, you know those South African bone Chinese? We call them SABC. <laughs> <laughs> We get SABC one, two, three. <laughs> first generation, second generation, third generation. And I'm the like the first generation from overseas. Yeah. So I'm not one of the SABC. But it's we we bring with us a different intake of what food mm. can be. And yeah. I know it's a struggle, like I said, you slowly push the boundary yeah. and you should use different flavor. And you are amazed how many people like our spicy dishes. Tell us about um, if you ca- coming to South Africa with certain recipes, but also certain ingredients that you may have been able to get either in Taiwan or could have been bought historically in China. What have you have you had to substitute, or have you been able to get? Yeah, you always substitute. Um, it's never that wide range of fresh vegetables. Yeah. Um, if I look at early days, even to get some tofu was a mission. Chinese cabbage was very sought after and only from certain green grocer that you mm. know, like we would let each other know. There is, now they have Chinese cabbage, you dash there and buy, <laughs> buy two. Now it's sold every day at checkers, you know. Yeah. Bok choy, Bok which choy. you can see, yeah. you can which encounter now every day. But before it was very scarce. Yeah. So you have to learn, like fresh bamboo shoots, you still can't get. So you you have to use some tinned product. Fortunately, bamboo shoots last quite well in tins. And soya bean, fresh soya bean, it is easily available in Taiwan. You can't get, you can get frozen ones. Yeah. And the the wide variety of seaweeds in the the market, we still don't get that. Yeah. But you, you learn to play around. Yeah, and then use things that are dehydrated that people import. You just have to make sure. You remember, we have great emphasis of color. 
the dishes yes, have different colors. Absolutely. If the you green, can't get certain green or certain crunchiness, yeah. you use different ones. Yeah. You learn to adapt and then mm. but luckily now we are, we are we have much better selection now. So Emma, over the years, I've had the opportunity to have some great conversations with you and learning, I suppose, about different cultures and that kind of thing. Off air now, we were also just talking about um, your comment about Taiwan and and, and the, the relationship between Taiwan and China. Talk to us, frame that for us in terms of your world. Yeah, I encounter, sadly for me, a growing um, negative perception of China, mm. um, probably because of what happened be- of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. People think that Taiwan would be the next target. I, of course, sincerely hope that is not the case. But I also understand it that I've been brought up in the military camp in Taiwan, mm. uh, Republic of China. I was brought up to believe that one day we will take them over, you know. We will go back to mainland China. Mm. Like my parents, they both come from north of China as teenager, and they lived all their life in Taiwan. I actually just lost my dad this year. Our condolences. Thank you. But they never bought property in Taiwan because they always believed they were in transit. Hmm. They believed that they would go back to China one day. And I wanted to be a soldier when I was a teenager myself. I wanted to go to a military university. I mean, well, only I was so brainwashed. We so lucky you didn't. <laughs> Every sort of foodie person. But it's person. that kind of education, yeah. you know. I was ready to die for my country, the country yeah. being Republic of China. And I think on that side, <laughs> they also believe the same thing. You know, mm. we are all the product of what we were brought up with. Education, yeah. or you can call it brainwashing. Politics is complicated. Yeah. But I think my my because my mother and my sister are still in Taiwan, and I know how. And I was in Taiwan for a few months because of my dad. I realized in Taiwan nobody talk about the threat from China. Mm. For the Taiwanese, it is an earthquake or the typhoon. Mm. Or where to go for the next big good meal? You know, those are the more yeah. relevant issues. It's it's. <laughs> I, I've been reading the Ai Weiwei book where, together uh. with his father, a hundred years. Um, I forget the title of the book, but it's together him and his father and the story of them in China as well. Yes, and I think that that's absolutely fascinating. I do want to say we're going to close off, but I, and we do need to mention your other restaurant as well, but. Emma, you wrote this incredible book, and when I asked you now, uh, when's the next book coming out, you said, no, you've given up on writing, you've moved to knitting. Yay, so- <laughs> I love my knitting. <laughs> I take, it's a, it's almost a compulsive thing. If I have a second, I take up my knitting. I almost, almost brought my knitting today, actually. I thought I had five minutes to knit. I just take it's up meditative. my knitting. Yes, it's therapeutic. And I love working with my hands. And I love love seeing something get accomplished. And I do different things. It's a, it's a new challenge. And I'm very grateful that firstly I can carry on working. Yeah. And I can squeeze some time to do my hobby. You know, one needs to have balance in life. So um, 
if anybody sees you in either of your restaurants and you see the lady in the corner who's knitting, then you'll know yes. that that's a, a restaurant <laughs> to Emma Chen. Emma, tell us about uh, briefly the name of the restaurant in Linden as well. Okay, it's Prong. It's People's Republic of China. As you can see now, it's a tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things about the, the Cultural Revolution, Mao's picture. Coming from Taiwan, I can look at the whole era yeah. of almost like a mis mass hysteria in China. Yeah. We can laugh at it, but it's also a warning. Things, things can turn. And things could turn. Things can turn, especially what is now happening in China. So I yeah. am concerned. Yeah. Um, but I just play with the theme. You know, for me, it's fun. We can play with color. And there, without the Hyde Park landlord strict criteria of yeah. decorating, we can we could have more freedom yeah. to do whatever we like. If you pop in again at Prong, you will see, you, I hope you appreciate what we are doing there in terms of decoration as well. I plan to do that, and I plan to bring my knitting along for you to see yeah. as well. <laughs> we will compare notes. Emma Chen, always a delight to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming in. It's uh, half past nine. Thank you.